welcome into a bonus episode of Club and Country, the podcast of record for Nashville SC coverage from the two people who've covered the club longer than anyone in their respective disciplines. West Bowling, Tim Sullivan with you. We are sponsored by ML Rose, and you've already heard from us this week, but you're going to hear from us again because we have a special interview for you to help prep for the D.C. United match on Saturday. It's with Cheyenne Foster, a self-described vlogger of all things MLS. She's also a Chris Wondolowski apologist, aren't we all, Cheyenne? She's traveled around the continent telling stories of MLS and the U.S. men's national team, and she's based in D.C. and closely follows D.C. United, a season ticket holder, I believe, in the club level. Uh, and you can find her on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at BTWN Clean Sheets. Between Clean Sheets, Cheyenne, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I I am a Chris Wondolowski apologist. I should probably I've, move I've on my, to maybe... I got my another, Wando brand hat. That's this amazing, and I saw a, that. I really love that. Medium, so. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you really briefly, and it's Washington, D.C. specific. I live on the Hill, which is where Capitol Hill is, Congress is, Supreme Court, etc. But just down the mall is the um, Native American Museum, mm-hmm. the Smithsonian. Mm-hmm. And a couple of years ago, they had a San Jose Earthquakes Wondolowski jersey in their gift shop for that's purchase. Awesome. I was like, that is niche. That is super niche. So. I, I think I think the Badai Warrior uh, documentary that used to be entirely on YouTube, but that MLS produced a few years ago is the first content recommendation I might have made on our podcast when we started doing that. So I love that. I, I, I love Wanda. I love Wanda so much. Yeah. But he so, has nothing to do with this. Weekend. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so let's, let's go on a long tangent about Chris Wondolowski. We are great at discussing minutia and random details here. Nothing right. to do with, I mean, you know, Same. exactly. So we'll we'll try to avoid that a little bit today, but it's it's kind of our brand. Uh, so you you released a piece or releasing a piece uh, Thursday about your trip to Nashville, your experience at an NSC match, your trip to Music City. We'll get into the specifics of that in just a second. But first, more generally, what inspired you to become an MLS and U.S. men's national team vlogger amidst a very busy life that you lead professionally? That is a great question. I should first say that I am an avid hobbyist, so I do everything. In fact, I think one of my more favorite videos, vlogs that I've ever done, was a music video style where I was, I played my own kind of arrangement of that very popular U.S. men's national team song or chant, We Love Ya. I arranged my own piano ballad version and made it super moody, super sad, and and did a music video at Map Free or Historic Crew Stadium in Columbus. And that is because I minored in classical piano. <laughs> so <laughs> I played soccer in college. Um, I am so I'm, I, I think I go a little bit too hard in the paint on just about everything I do. So when I thought about my fandom of MLS, I immediately, after the first DC United game I went to, got season tickets at RFK. And then I realized um, my job, which in DC, as you can imagine, is in politics. And it didn't allow me the creativity I think I was looking for and that I had enjoyed at my small women's college in Georgia. I got a... a degree in French and international relations with a minor in music. And I always joke that it's a Renaissance education. So I was able to put my hands in pretty much everything. And I think between clean sheets is that creative outlet for me. And it's something that I know. So why I decided on a vlog was I looked at the landscape and you guys know this. Um, You guys are a great voice for Nashville, by the way. And I'm sure you have seen all that has come before you and recognized that the, the space has been very small 
it's growing in a very exciting way. But all I saw when I looked around was men doing podcasts <laughs> and I didn't, I felt like my face could, could have made a difference in, <laughs> in that mm -hmm. situation. Mm -hmm. And I also felt like I was traveling so much that I didn't want to sit in my apartment and talk about what I had done without showing what I had done, or at least taking people on my travels with me. So the vlogs are very much travel vlogs, social, uh, socially minded, and um, I'm really enjoying them. I think some of my favorite ones have been stadium tours. So the plan is hopefully before the end of the year to get out to y'all's new massive 30,000 uh, fan stadium. So we'll see. Hope to have you down. That would be awesome. And uh, by the way, the Columbus piece was how I discovered your work and really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was unconventional in all the right ways and so creative and interesting. Uh, so yeah. uh, really, really good stuff. So you've been, you. to, you've been to Nashville and you were able to chronicle yes. that experience at Nissan Stadium. What match did you come down for and what was your experience? <laughs> how does it compare to some of the other ones that you've, that you've enjoyed? So this particular trip was my very first travel with a supporters group, kind of like an away supporters travel situation. Normally I go by myself. I'm a huge solo traveler. And I think that the away fan dynamic for some of these older teams, DC United specifically, is not as big as some of the newer, newer franchises, so to speak. So I felt like when I had heard there was a group going and then they were also going to get a uh, an apartment or an Airbnb together and kind of go at it in the way you would like a bachelorette party. I thought, why the heck not? And I can get a better sense of what that experience is like. So if in the future I feel comfortable traveling with these people and I enjoy it, I, I know that I have that option. Now, what I felt was particularly interesting, and I mentioned this in the blog that I'll be posting, is that Nissan Stadium unlike any other stadium that I've gone to so far, put their away section for or the, the, the section specifically dedicated mm -hmm. to away fans in the most perfect location. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, it, you are sitting in a part of the stadium that's right next to the tunnel where the players walk in and out. And if anyone travels to an away match, you'll know every other team shoves you and the 200 maybe 200 other people that you'll be traveling with up into the corner and, and in a lot of stadiums Audi fields for anyone traveling this weekend you'll know it, it's a good view from no matter where you are but it's just so funny when a goal is scored by the opposing team and they all just like crawl to the corner where their away fans are and they like cheer and and give a shout out and the, yeah they're waving and then you're like looking up and up and up and oh <laughs> there they are <laughs> well the good so, news for uh for for nashville now is that that's no longer the case it's, know, it's a little bit more standard yeah yep. right that's what i was thinking was i am i am appreciative that i got that opportunity and i know that it's never going to happen again one other thing that happened too is there is a probably a cluster of five or six maybe seven or eight year old boys who, who <laughs> We were we lost, by the way. If anyone remembers, that was the, the game, five think, two game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't um, you don't have to remind me. But <laughs> I, <laughs> I, we were across the way, kind of across the tunnel from these um, seven or eight year old kids who were like, "We can't hear you," and to doing the chant. 
And I, I was so tickled by it mm-hmm. and it was quiet enough. Cause again, the stadium was huge. So it wasn't full. Um, I kept saying, do you guys have a crush on me? And they just stopped immediately. <laughs> They're like, Oh wait, girl, don't say anything. So, it was fun. I had a really good time despite the scoreline. I think the entire experience was great. And I, I hope that I captured that in my vlog. So we'll talk a little bit more about your, your greater vlogging experience um, as, as this goes along, but I, I take it you are not expecting a five, two results at Audi field this week. What kind of do you see in terms of, I guess, how this team has rebounded since Hernan Losada is firing and, and what do you expect against a team like Nashville? That's kind of, uh, I guess, considered one of the best teams in the West, but not necessarily playing its best ball right now. You know, I watched the game y'all played against Sporting Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And despite the performance, by the way, I had absolutely high hopes for and still do for Nashville in the West. I think that's such an odd but exciting prospect. Mm. And I think that that, whether it feels inconsistent, the performance week to week, I think by and large, Nashville will be able to look back on their season the way that they did last year and be pretty proud of what they did. DC, I just don't think I can say the same. (laughs) Um, And you said rebound. I don't think that we've fully rebounded in terms of our on-field product. Mm -hmm. Now, another um, bit of content I'm working on and hoping to finish, I was kind of waiting for Hernan Losada to stop following me on social media, and he has, so now I feel comfortable (laughs) posting it. Um, But uh, part of the reason, and I I explained this in some of the content I'll put out, is part of the reason why he left and the change that is happening since he left in April is because of this... um, burdensome mentality that he uh, placed on a lot of the players in their fitness. And so it, I think off the field, it was crushing. And when it became enough of an on-field problem for ownership to take action, they did. Mm-hmm. However, it did also mean that the on-field product for the remainder of the year, it was going to suffer because in doing in deciding to get rid of Hernan, they announced that they would just keep the same assistant coach that had been there with Ben Olson, by the way, our previous coach, and that they were just going to ride out the season. So the rebound, maybe something could happen during the transfer window. I've got my fingers crossed, but we have one of our designated players, Peruvian forward Edison Flores, who's already gone, by the way. Um, he's out there. There is very, um, very little, I was thinking about this in the game that I watched in August, very little that's that's similar from, from that game to this one. Paul Ariola is gone. Um, we've got a ton of injuries. Bill Hamid, I guess our goalkeeper has been dealing with an illness and didn't practice today, is unlikely to, to suit up for Saturday. So I think the mentality, everybody's happy in the locker room but none of the fans are happy. (laughs) None of the fans are happy. And we're all just kind of like hunkering down and waiting for the end of the season, which is such a, uh, an unfortunate place to be in, but that's as early in the year. I can paint. (laughs) So, 
and it's so maddening. And, and you even wondered if there was going to be a new manager bump when Chad Ashton, you know, gets promoted and there's a win over New England right away, right? I think that was the the three two win over New England, unless I'm unless I'm mistaken. And then since then, just yeah. just one win in that stretch. But I look at, at who's on the roster, and I think there's always potential for at least a a modest turnaround when you have standouts like Julian Gressel. Brad Smith, who they paid a lot of money to bring in from Seattle, veterans like Nahar and Birnbaum, and of course Ola Kamara. You got Donovan Pines, who played for Loudon down here in Nashville a few years ago in USL and has really come up mm-hmm. and been such a factor. Um, Estrada, who Nashville reportedly wanted and, and DC pipped them for, and Taxi Phone. It's like the, the talent is there. Right. It just makes me wonder if, if there is any hope at some point that that talent materializes, the health picture comes together, and this team at least maybe makes a run toward toward the playoff line? You know, I, again, want to wait until after the transfer window to make any sort of mm-hmm. um, guess on how that will go. However, I will say that Ola Kamara was in contention for Golden Boot last year. Um, a lot of people say that in conversations like that, how credible can it be when a lot of your goals are penalties, penalties um, yeah. which is fine. <sighs> However, I realized in preparing for this conversation that Kamara and Mukhtar have the same number of goals so far this season, except for Kamara has done it in about 650, 700 minutes and Mukhtar has done it in like 1300 minutes. So the, ex- and the expected goals between the two um, wildly different, I think. So when I'm looking at things on paper like that, I say to myself, okay, with all of the different factors that go into MLS games, home field advantage, the in and out between things like the open cup or CONCACAF. I mean, there's a trend for Seattle here. They had not the greatest first half of the season because of all the things that they were doing in CONCACAF. However, you know, that they're going to bounce back and be Um, at the top of the table by the end of the season. So Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where um, I see what we've done. And to your point, Wes, we did beat New England right after Hernan was fired. So I I walk into weekends like this and my brain tells me that we'll lose. (laughs) But I can never say for certain because I, I absolutely never... I, I, I can never make bets on MLS. I don't know if Same. you guys ever attempt no, that, but it's literally it. the most foolish thing you could ever do. Um, so I, I think going into this weekend, it's we have enough injuries and enough going on with some of these rumored transfers that I do think that we'll be um, down, so to speak. But I won't write us off entirely. As a fan, I should probably put my fan hat on. There's no way. There's no way we could lose. But that's, I I guess that's all I'll say about that. (laughs) You've traveled all around this continent. Uh, You went to the Azteca, for instance, and it was fun to follow your your trip down there for the World Cup qualifier. Uh, Should have been a win. Still saw, I think, a point from the Azteca is always good. And, of course, it turned out well in the end. You've traveled all kinds of other destinations as well. What's your favorite either Major League Soccer or North American Soccer road trip that you've ever taken uh, in your uh, in your tenure as a vlogger and MLS aficionado? Oh, wow. Um, that's a really good question. I was, remin- I was reminiscing on this the other day. Um, I found the photo of me at my very first U.S. men's national team game. I went, like I said, went to college in Georgia. My parents live on the coast of Georgia. 
And they have had a number of friendlies around that time in like 2012 to 2015 in Jacksonville for whatever reason. And so I went with my brother and a bunch of American outlaws that he had become friends with and realized how much I enjoyed the experience. The photo that I found, I was absolutely hammered (laughs) and I don't drink alcohol anymore. um, But I, it was just the funniest thing. Cause you can tell if you look into my eyes, it's on my Instagram, I reposted it. But if you look into my eyes, you're like, she doesn't, does she know where she is? <laughs> so I think that there's, I should say that the experiences that I have are so um, unique. And for that reason, I would say one of my favorite trips has been my tour. I did a tour, but I also did. It was the very one of the very first games at Allianz Field in Minneapolis, technically St. Paul. We yeah. do want to be geographically accurate. But I realized when I watched their first game at that stadium that two weeks from then was going to be DC United's trip to Minnesota. And I decided to check Google flights and realized that Delta was having this I super, super cheap flight options for maybe $45 each way. Hmm. And I have been riding because of work and how much I've traveled for work. I've been riding on the like airline points, hotel points, just high. <laughs> Living the lifestyle. All. Yeah. Yeah. So anytime I can make something like that happen, I will. And I showed up, Alexi Lawless was doing like a night before podcast at Brew Hall, that big bar that they mm-hmm. have there. I showed up by myself. I had a whole content strategy. I spent a day in town. I went to the podcast there like CFO came up to me and asked me if I worked for DC United or if I worked for the podcast, what the heck I was doing there. Cause I was decked out in DC gear. And I literally just said, no, I'm just here. <laughs> I'm just here as a fan. I have a camera cause I want to record what I'm doing. And he asked where I was sitting in the stadium. And then I said, I hadn't figured it out yet. Cause I wanted to go see visually what my options were before I pulled the trigger. And he said, well, I have an extra seat in a suite. If you give me your email. And I thought, this is so weird, but so um, it has now become kind of a standard or a joke rather among me and my friends that wherever I go, that kind of luck follows. And that experience was kind of what broke the ground for my stadium tour path and my travel vlog path, because I felt like I had packaged the whole weekend very well for video And that also helped me really enjoy making the content because one hurdle it's been very difficult for me to get over is holding a camera up in the middle of a city and talking to it by myself. (laughs) Um, I haven't quite, I don't have that LA mentality yet, but (laughs) I think that that was for that, for all of those reasons, that was a really pivotal moments and something that I enjoyed and the stadium itself is incredible I have had no bad experiences at any of the new stadiums Columbus Cincinnati um, Minnesota I mean Atlanta is in a different category all by itself but that is just so overwhelming in the best way um so each, I mean, I, whenever I look at things like that, and you mentioned Azteca, I can, if you guys don't mind how long I'm talking for, definitely <laughs> tell you about that experience. In why a we moment. had you on. 
<laughs> right. Oh, thank you. Um, but I think the weekend itself, what, what I do with my whole weekend and what I do with the supporters or um, my approach to that weekend is generally how I look at whether or not I enjoyed the game or the, the stadium itself. <clears throat> and for with that in mind, I'll say that Azteca was incredible, but I am so disappointed that it wasn't full. It wasn't at full capacity. And for safety reasons, I completely understand. But the vibe that I got, it was, this is again, another vlog I'm working on. Um, in the wee hours of every night that I have free, we walked in, me and a handful of my friends who did not get tickets in the American Outlaws section. So we were not uh, pushed up far and into the corner. We were actually behind one of the goals among a bunch of Mexican fans. And we walked down, walked into the stadium, walked down the uh, tunnel. There were just riot police and riot gear lined every single um tunnel and every every kind of space where people were walking in and out of and I remember being scared because of all the things that people had told me and all the reasons they gave me to be scared but I if I had not been told those things I think I would have just enjoyed the atmosphere for what it was but a it wasn't full b we didn't score so we didn't really make anybody mad uh, <laughs> and c at halftime they played YMCA uh, surf in the USA by the beach boys. And I think a Bruce Springsteen song and all of the Mexican fans sang along. And I thought, how am I supposed to be intimidated by this? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? What is going on? Um, so it's hard. Like it's hard to, it's hard to explain it as being one of those like quintessential Azteca experiences because mm -hmm. it wasn't, you know? Right. Yeah. So, Makes sense. I, it, was, it was fascinating to follow your journeys and to hear you recount that in the moment. Um, and Thank you. Yeah, very, very unique and different experience. I know than, than probably many have had in past uh, past journeys up there. Uh, so, a, a two parter, I guess, to to close here today yes. um, about expectations. Number one, uh, what should NSC fans who are traveling up to Audi Field expect from their experience? And number two, you've touched on this earlier today, but how do you expect things to go on Saturday and what would be the, the keys for a, a DC victory over uh, over Nashville? Okay, so experience-wise, Audi Field is super easy to get in and out of. Um, I think I was having a conversation with someone in my Instagram DMs earlier today, actually. They said, my wife and I bought club-level tickets. Where do Is there a special entry we go into? Where's the best place to go? How to get in, et cetera. I thought, oh man, <laughs> on behalf of DC United, I'd love to answer all your questions. <laughs> so it it seemed that this the experience at Audi was similar to what they are experiencing at Geodis Park, which is re really great. Um, it'll be it, it'll be fun. I think it's a kind of a mid afternoon game. I haven't checked the weather. I hope it'll be nice. And we are generally nice people, um, so it, there's nothing to worry about there. I'll say as far as play is concerned, it seems that we are in that hunker down era or mentality um, on the fields as well as off. So we've been playing with a 5-3-2 and my anticipation is that we will just be deflecting as much as we possibly can and hoping that guys like Julian Gressel or 
Russell Knauss, who had a break from the Chicago game last week in our midfield. We're hoping that those guys will help us with the quick, quick transitions and maybe see Ola Kamara get a couple goals. Um, I'll say that Mukhtar has three assists this season. Kamara does not have any assists. So you can tell he's a true, true forward. So I'm hoping someone in the midfield gets the ball to him so that wherever he is cherry picking, he can kick it into the goal. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I think that's as about as general or as simple as I can put it, but I do imagine we'll, we'll be staying with that formation. So you'll see more defense from us than anything else. Fantastic. Could be a, a cagey affair, maybe even reminiscent of the scoreless draw up there last year, maybe less so of the 5-2 Nashville win at Nissan Stadium, though I'm sure many Nashville supporters would take the, the 5-2 again with no problem. <laughs> um, I don't think I have the emotional uh, wherewithal for that, so please don't. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't think it's a risk. Uh, I think that's <laughs> safe to say. Well, Cheyenne, thank you so much for your time today. Again, you can follow her, BTWN Clean Sheets, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And check out that vlog from Nashville. It's always fun to see an outsider's experience of Nashville after so many of us have experienced it so many times at Nissan Stadium and now at Geodas Park. So really looking forward to to checking that out. And by the way, uh, a women's school in Georgia. Did you go to Wesleyan? Wesleyan College Macon. in Macon. Yeah. Cool. How did my, you know? My mom is from Macon uh, originally. No so I've been to the Cherry Blossom Festival many, many times down there around Wesleyan. Okay. So Macon is actually the Cherry Blossom capital of America. It's amazing. So whenever they do the Cherry Blossom Festival up here in DC, I get so like, <laughs> I did this before it was cool because, it, and Nashville fans will appreciate this being from the South, in the Chick fil A drive through up the road from my college. You could be in the drive-thru and someone would draw cherry blossoms on your windows of your car with window paint. Awesome. I loved it. It was amazing. It's amazing. That's great. And you're, you're the yeah. cherry snob then. You're like, no, no, no. I know where it's really done. Macon, Georgia. Not and they have done that. <laughs> well, Cheyenne, thanks again so much for your time and uh, best of luck to DC on Saturday. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for having me.